And welcome back to another installment of Baltimore County Forever Podcast. What up, though? This is episode, I think, 134. After hours, I have a special guest on. I have the founder of Shit Vegans Eat. I have Lauren back in the motherfucking building. Let's go. Mm-hmm. How are you? How are you? I'm as well as I can be. Doing pretty well. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Um. So how? When was the last time you were on, man? Um. Was it? It was after the show with Pre, right? Yeah. Yeah. You was on the show with Norm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It was around his birthday. Yeah. So all that you've been. It's been March. About three months. Yeah. So. uh how you been? Um, how's your week going? How's everything with you? Um, I'm I'm okay considering the world around us. Um, up and down. But uh, this week was this week was probably a better week, I would say. Well, the week ended with uh, Juneteenth. Right. Uh, right. Which is can you get the audience a <clears throat> A rundown of what Juneteenth is and what it means to our community, the black community. All right, history lessons. So Juneteenth, um, which is also known as Freedom Day, mm-hmm. several other names, but you typically hear Juneteenth or Freedom Day. It represents June 19th, 1865, yep. when the last like group of slaves in Texas found out that they had been freed mm-hmm. previously. Two years after. Two years. So the war ended, um, Civil War. So mm-hmm. this is based off of the Civil War, North and South fighting over slavery, essentially. Mm-hmm. Of course, we know the South conceded and North won. Um, Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation in 1863. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which abolished slavery... To a certain extent, if we're being real, but abolished slavery. Um, but because Texas was so far, like distance-wise, mm-hmm. out, uh, the news didn't reach them until two years later. How? Well, it was eighteen sixty. Yeah, it was the eighteen hundreds. It wasn't FaceTiming. They yeah. wasn't. They wasn't even. <laughs> but that's like insane. So, like, well, I would I would think people. Obviously, people weren't traveling in the way that they're traveling now. I mean, mm-hmm. they had horses and feet. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we still got horses and feet. Yeah, I mean, but like, <laughs> this like number one. Yeah, like, oh uh, man, I'm not. It's not like niggas is like, oh, I'm going to Dallas today. <laughs> I'm in Louisiana. You was planning a trip to Dallas. That's a million. Like, that's a million steps. <laughs> the a, Apple a Watch is going minute, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, it took two years. For that news to pass down. Well, you got to remember. So, first, firstly, um, when slaves were brought here from Africa, they were often separated from their families. Mm-hmm. Right? So, they, a lot of times, slave, slaves ended up on plantations where they didn't know anyone. Mm-hmm. Not to, they, they created new families mm-hmm. here um, with other slaves and, unfortunately, with slave masters, of course. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Remember, you know, being free just two years prior, you have to essentially establish, like, yourself. I mean, so I guess 
think thinking about today when something happens, you can go and you could pick up the phone and call me and tell me what happened. Mm-hmm. You could walk next door and tell your neighbor about something that happened in another country. Mm-hmm. Whereas there were no phone phones. Mm-hmm. Slaves for sure didn't have phones. Slaves couldn't. Some slaves couldn't even read or write. Mm-hmm. Um, this is very true, right? Yeah. And remember, you know, once those slaves were free in 1863, to my think about knowing all that happened in the South at that time, would your first thought be to migrate to the South if you were? I no. mean, there were slaves up there. You're here. right. You're so right. So there were slaves right. in Delaware. There were slaves in Pennsylvania. Georgia. I, Ironically enough, yesterday I went on this, um, shout out to Trapping Trail. Uh, my girlfriend Shady organized, she does these like weekly walks of just like young black males and females. And like, it's more so for like wellness and fellowship and they walk around the city of Philly. But yesterday was like a special Juneteenth um, session or event. And we walked around Philly, like downtown areas, sort of South Philly to look at different monuments related to like black history. Mm-hmm. And so we stopped at, if you've never been to the Liberty Bell, right? And like the Constitution Oh, I went to the Liberty Bell when I was in the fifth grade. Yeah, and they probably didn't even tell no. you what really, well, yeah, what Teach it was. Um, but George Washington's house was in Philly, right? Philly was the first capital of the country. Okay. So um, there are like placards up to, to just explain like where his house stood about the slaves that like worked for him the slaves that escaped his house and then the migration of slaves once they were free so Mm -hmm. a lot of them freed i'm sorry so there i I said that to say that there were slaves here in the north there were Mm -hmm. slaves in the north but it was i think more prominent in the south okay so as a slave who had just become free knowing that slavery was more uh prominent in the south why would what I go chance? there? Yeah, yeah. I have How no likely. business to go down there. Exactly. Unless it's like you, like a, in a sense, like a crusader that's just trying to, like, really spread the word of you know this is going on, mm-hmm. and you know, being an advocate of being a free slave and make sure everybody is free. And them getting there. Yeah. I mean, them Deep. getting there, um, and surviving the trip. Yeah, and not going back into slavery because. Exactly. It's still prominent down there. Um, You spoke of Philadelphia being uh, the first capital Mm -hmm. of America, the Mm -hmm. United States. I I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. I mean, the declaration was written here and all that. Yeah. Yeah. So at what point did D.C. become the capital instead of... Let's look. I honestly don't remember. I remember learning that. I I knew the Declaration of Independence was signed here. DC become capital. Um, July. Oh. oh. Anyway, I just wanted to, you know, I want to come in this episode open-minded. I didn't want it to be like, uh, oh, you know it all kind of thing because <clears throat> this year will probably be the first year that I actually paid attention to Juneteenth. Like, mm-hmm. I never really celebrated Juneteenth. I didn't celebrate 4th of July either, so it wasn't like a trade-off. Mm-hmm. Like, so this year would have been the first year of me, like, actually getting into what it is. And and I, I know I'm not alone on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year would be the one of the first years that 
it meant something to everybody. Mm -hmm. And with everything going on out here with George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and Rayshard Brooks, like you want to get more in the know of what's what what your heritage was, your rights and things of that nature. What were you saying? You found it. Yeah, so it looks like, so Philadelphia was the first capital, and then D.C. became the capital July 16th. Hi, on my birthday. That's tight. <laughs> That's fucking lit. July 16th, 1790. So Yo! So close to 20 years after the declaration was signed here. So. Yeah. What was the reason? The, what was the reason? <laughs> what was the reason? What was the reason um, that that happened? Like, it looks like it was part of so I'm looking this up as we speak. Hi. Residence Act of July 16, 1790 put the nation's capital in current day Washington as part of a plan to appease pro slavery states who feared a northern capital as being too sympathetic to abolitionists. So middle ground. Yeah, essentially. Huh. Mm. That's Yeah. That's not, <laughs> that's not, not middle ground. Really. It's like I mean no. Yeah, no. But at the time, remember at the time, okay. the United States wasn't what it is today. Yeah. So. Niggas didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> at the it time, was just going to go two hours down the road. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they they felt that it was middle ground yeah. at, at that time. I mean, I, you, if you go an hour and a half here in Maryland, that's a southern state. It is. So, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Wow. Go fucking figure. Shout out to my birthday. Yeah. Um. So let's keep it in that in that same spirit. Recently, Aunt your Mama, <laughs> well, they're owned by Pepsi. Um, their parent their parent company the is Pepsi. Company yeah, it's owned by, it, so I think it's Aunt your Mama's owned by Nabisco. Um, I saw it the other. I saw the chain of command, but I don't quite remember. Um, yeah. So. Anyway, uh, Aunt your Mama and Uncle Ben is pretty much going through the steps of rebranding. Rebranding. <laughs> How do you feel about something like that? And growing up, was it? I guess because we grew up in a time that it's kind of like second nature. You go to the stores, like, oh, what pancake mix? I'm gonna get Aunt your Mama pancake mix, mm -hmm. and then it's like you stop. And mm -hmm. now at thirty, for me, it's like I start thinking back, like. White people were really saying this like it wasn't shit. <laughs> even even us, we were sitting there like Angelama pancakes. Like, mm -hmm. but the the stereotype that comes with mm -hmm. that. Like, what is, what is your feelings on Uncle Ben and Aunt your Mama? Um, Damn, that just sound bad. Even when you say it. Well, yeah, I get what knowing you're what we know now. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, like you said, growing up. It was just that was the pancake brand known for its taste, but it was also known for its brand, like its icon, mm -hmm. right? You see, typically, what do you when you think of when we think of aunties, right? Mm -hmm. We even joke about it today, where it's like the auntie with the big arms that yeah. can cook, mm -hmm. right? You know, she can cook. It's that those are just like part of it comes from like what we learned in our family growing up, grandmas were always great cooks. Mm -hmm. Older aunties were always great cooks. Mm -hmm. And so I think when we were kids and growing up, we didn't really process it as, you know, something that these major corporations have, number one, stolen, mm 
Mm-hmm. Right? And then used it not in a man, not use the brand and the image, not in a way that celebrates us, but really like mimics. Yes. More so. We didn't realize it because you would go to your grandma's house and your grandma could look like Aunt Jemima yeah. or your aunt. And so to you, it's just like familiar. What I think about them rebranding, um, I find myself in a tough position, like sometimes going back and forth of between I'm glad that they're doing something about it, like taking action and acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I feel like that's important. But why did it have to take, you know, these many innocent, unarmed, ordinary, and when I say ordinary, I mean just everyday civilians, like black men and women to be murdered by police and other non-black people for for them to realize that this was built on... This is this is problematic. Yes. Now the the Aunt Jemima story, which I also found out this week due to Juneteenth coming up, is that um, it was. I mean, you can kind of tell the image is based off of what they would consider a mammy figure. Yes. In slavery times, but also her family, her image was used. Right. She was a, a cook. Um, she did not get paid for any of that, and her she, family didn't get. Paid she would I what I uh read. She she was paid. Um, her family wasn't paid. Yeah, her family wasn't paid. She was paid, and she put the money back into the community. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, if I'm correct, it was a uh, she became like a philanthropist at some and mm-hmm. to some degree. But she definitely put the money back into a community. Now, I highly doubt she was properly compensated. No, um, I do feel like the family should be receiving royalties. Off of something as big as this, mm-hmm. what I found out is that it's a uh, Auntie Mama, old Auntie Mama song. Um, Are you talking about the watermelon song? No. Oh. Uh, oh, that's something different. Billy Billy Kersans was an African American comedian and dancer. Uh, most popular, he was the most popular black comedian of his day. Born in Louisiana, I'm sorry, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, in 1842. Now, it's called the Old Aunt Mama. Uh, Old Aunt Mama is an American song composed by African American comedians. Thank God I was speaking of. Songwriter and minstrel show performer. And I think that's where a minstrel show. That's, yes. that's where Aunt Jemima was. Yes. Yeah. It was, uh, if I'm correct with the, with the, how it was like a guy that seen the minstrel show mm-hmm. and then named it after that. What I found out to, was that? Not today. Uh, yesterday or maybe two days ago, I didn't know they had Aunt your Mama, uh, salt shakers. These, these shits is on it. First of all, I didn't know Aunt your Mama. It was a whole series. It was, uh. Uh, Aunt your mama, it was uh, her husband and her children. And there were salt shakers and Negro bi- memorabilia of them. Now, the salt shakers currently on eBay, going for like $200. Wow. It's it's crazy. It's I didn't know it was a, whole, a whole family of... Oh, so, like, Aunt your mama family. This is real time, people. Real time. <laughs> um... Portrayal. Nancy Green was 
Nancy Green is who 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 it's ba- who Aunt Jemima is based off of. Yes. Yeah. So you're talking about her family? I think they I'm not sure if they gave her a family. Uh I don't know if they gave her a family to sell the product, but let's look this up. Um uh, Chris L. Rutt of St. Joseph, Missouri, and his friend Charles G. Underwood brought a flour mill in 1888. It's saying how they are the ones. It was a recipe. They took the recipe to Quaker owns the to Quakers, yeah. yeah. Quaker Oats Company purchased the Ancient Mama Mill Company in 1960. I'm sorry, 1926. Mm-hmm. And formally registered the Aunt Jemima trademark in 1937. Wow. That's what it was. The syrup was made in 1966. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was a whole family. I'm trying to. It's because Rutt was inspired by Aunt Jemima was Billy Kersan's American Style Minstrel Show and song. Rutt reportedly saw the Mitchell show featuring the old Aunt Jemima song in the fall of 1889. Presented a blackface performer and, ident- hmm. and identified as Arthur F. Marquette as Baker and for uh, our apron. Hmm. Oh. Um, but that's all I'm trying to find out. I know... Yeah, uh, but yeah, they they were selling a whole family as Negro memorabilia, which made me think about Tales from the Hood. You you remember the uh, the dolls, the dolls in the Tales from the Hood, uh, the dolls that came and ate the ate the white dude up. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that it, it. I immediately thought of that when I seen the image of it was like small plush dolls that they were just selling in in during that time period like it was nothing mm. it's it's just insane how first of all it's insane how all these companies are acting as if black people came mm. out yesterday now everybody has all these companies have has a disposable 100 million dollars to pump into the community that they never were putting money into as they should have been so that just shows you that the intent the real intent behind these actions that they're taking are to save, or are for them. Mm-hmm. It's to save their bottom line. Mm-hmm. It's so that we still take, because they understand, here's the thing. They understand the buying power that black people have. Valued mm-hmm. at what, one point, one point between 1.2 and $1.5 trillion right now. Mm-hmm. So essentially, if you were to, if we were to establish uh, let's say, and, and it's very possible, establish like a, you know, uproot out of the U.S. and go back to Africa movement, like Marcus Garvey, mm-hmm. right? The U.S. economy would collapse. It would. There's no doubt about it. Mm. Absolutely no doubt about it. So, like, when people call, when people include black people in minority Mm-hmm. That's not even a hundred percent correct. If we're talking about more than just, you know, um, appearance, we're mm-hmm. talking about like economics and everything. We're not the minority. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I mean, 
outside of like the one percent wealthy like all of that but just like purchase that power mm-hmm. yeah it's just it makes me think like it makes me think about all the situations that i've worked at places that stuff was just swept under the rug mm-hmm. and it was it was Racial, racially charged mm-hmm. things that have had happened that you hear you hear about and you're like damn like they should have been fired and what I love the most now is how people are actually getting fired for being racist and saying the racist stuff and it's not being swept under the rug I just read this thing on Twitter about this girl working at Pizza Hut and her manager was fired mm-hmm. um, I don't know if you've seen it so basically the manager was fired the girl was uh, helping a black family it was about an order that they had. I guess the order was messed up, and they asked to speak to the manager. They spoke to the manager. The manager, I guess, uh, fixed the situation. Came back and said, "That's why they're. That's why they killing y'all now." And the girl told her, told him like that was very inappropriate. The worker. Yes, the mm-hmm. the worker told told her manager. Now it gets worse. So she calls her district manager hmm. tells him what was going on in the situation and she was told that he wouldn't fire him he would just talk to him and basically she was like that's not enough i will speak to somebody above you hiring you where's your regional manager <laughs> the district manager said i'm the district manager who are you going to talk to that's above me and then she was like oh it's somebody above you you're not the ceo he needs to be fired also and that's I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't know. If she left off on that of uh, what happened to that manager, but she spoke to the regional manager. The regional manager came and talked to that guy. I don't know if that the district manager was fired, but not only did the regional manager have a talk with the district manager, which in turn ended up getting the uh, actual manager fired. Before before she when she threatened him by saying, "Yeah, I will talk to the district manager." I mean, the mm-hmm. regional manager. Mm-hmm. That's when he changed his tune and say, "Oh, he will be fired and all that." But when she talked to the regional manager, the regional manager had a conversation with him and then had a conversation with her, personally coming to see her and speak to her about what's going on, apologizing and stuff like that. I just enjoy the fact that it's just 2020 and it's unfortunate that now people are really getting in trouble for this shit and it's not being swept under the rug no different than someone using a gay slur at work they're immediately fired Mm -hmm. like instantly Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like so now it's like unfortunately but now now racism is being being having the same approach as a movement like that yeah yeah, so it's I, I get it from both. It's like it took this long mm-hmm. for these larger organizations to really go above and beyond their words of we we you know we're a, we're a diverse and inclusive mm-hmm. organization or we don't tolerate racism. That's cool, but I need you to be about that action yeah. also. So in this day and age where everything is on film and there is no denying what's on film. Mm-hmm. It's like if the organization doesn't address it, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's 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 going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know if the worker was 
First off, I don't understand why that even came out of the manager's mouth if it was a case where they screwed up the order. But aside from that, I don't know all the details, but aside from that, was the worker black? Yes, she was a young black woman. Oh, okay. I would probably, I would hope that she's looking for a new job. Because when you start to see people that are in higher positions of power, even a district manager, they have some pull, some say. They They have someone they report to, but they're in a position of power. And they're not willing to take action when something like that happens. It's like all of this. All, you ever heard the phrase tone at the top? Mm-mm. It's, it's typically a corporate phrase, but it means that how you want your lowest of level employees to act is how the highest level of employees have to act. Okay. So tone at the top. It has to trickle down. Uh-huh. So you when you have cases of CEOs, any anybody else in the C-suite, VPs, seniors who are acting in a certain way. You almost always see lower level employees acting like that because there's no, there's no reprimand to like mm-hmm. how to act. There's no the example is to act one way. So why wouldn't they act that way? So I hope that that worker she did she did exactly what she should have. Um, you know she escalated it. I'm glad the store manager got fired. I think the district manager also needs to be fired. Mm-hmm. And I would like that worker. I hope she can, you know, secure another job, a better job. What's funny to me is these people, you know, they get exposed to being racist. And it's like, oh, I want another chance. There is no other chance. This is who you are. This is exactly who you are. When you clock out and you take off your apron and you unloosen your tie, you go home and sit amongst people that are also racist. That's just who you are. You come in here and you put on an act of tolerating yeah. the like people of color black people black what are you talking about black people <laughs> i have an issue with the uh people of color stuff because not all skin folk is kin folk they're not like it just it's, just it's really like that as we talked about yesterday with mm-hmm. that person mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you know mm-hmm. I, it's it's just amazing of the the day and times that we are in that this stuff is still a issue and you I, I my dad was saying that yesterday and i was like he was saying that i feel like your generation just might be the generation that really shows just how much like we're not willing to tolerate yes but and i agree like our generation and even the one after us are the ones that are you see on the front lines outside protesting Mm-hmm. You know, demanding demanding action, um, and I appreciate it and I support it one hundred percent. I also think of things like that is literally what this entire country was built on is racism. Yes. So, how can can and how do we dismantle that like ideology that has been in place since? The birth of the country, what if you want to officially go with 1776, but even before then, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, 400 years plus, obviously, yeah, right? That's that's going to take it's it's going to, and and I'm not saying that, and the fight has been going on for years now, this isn't anything new. Mm-hmm. Again, now it's just being filmed and it's readily available because of social media, but it's 
it's really going to take literally something that's like revolutionary what hasn't been done before mm-hmm. because everything that has been done before has made changes like here and there and getting some laws passed and things like that and not to diminish the importance of that but something has to blow this shit up it has to be enforced <laughs> something These has laws that up. change in our favor they mm-hmm. have to be enforced mm-hmm. and what your dad said is right but i it's not it's not our generation, but our generation is the backbone. Mm-hmm. You got to think, people that are 40, mm-hmm. people that are 40, their kids are in that age bracket. Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. In that, at least in that teen age bracket that are able to get out and protest. Generation Or people that's 50. Y? Like, so like, what? so like anybody that was born in like, follow me now. Anybody that was born in the 60s, they are between 50 and 60. Mm-hmm. Right, so that generation of children, their children are the ones that are out there protesting, which would be us mm-hmm. and between the teenage and thirty year olds. I said that completely wrong. So what I'm saying is that that ten to fifteen year gap of people that's out there protesting. I'm gonna say between. I'm gonna say people that's like in the tenth, ninth, tenth grade because they understand the times now. Mm-hmm. So now it's summertime. They're protesting along with people that all the way up to about our age, a little bit after us. They're protesting. Mm -hmm. So the backbone isn't my whole thought is all fucked up. But what I'm saying (laughs) is that 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 group that we're in the middle of that group. We're not the backbone, but the people that between the people that was from the 60s that seen all that wild Mm -hmm. shit that's Mm -hmm. going on. Mm -hmm. They have now taught. Their children of what to look out for, knowing your rights, understanding going home when you're supposed to go home, not being in situations that mm-hmm. are that can escalate into something that you're not coming home. Mm-hmm. So I, I got what he was saying, but I, I really do feel like the start of the work was in the 60s. It's just that like when we discussed it, our generation didn't have like a big blow up to really demonstrate our power outside of voting. When we were like teenagers in yeah, early 20s. Yeah, so like what was that, 2008, right? When Obama was, mm-hmm. that was the first real time, like we talked about, that was like the first real time of us like really showing our power. Mm-hmm. With the vote. Yeah, with the voting. Yeah, So I agree. You know, uh, Atlanta has arrested the officer that shot and killed Rayshard Brooks um nine counts if I'm correct one is second degree murder and the other one that I can remember is like aggravated assault he kicked him while he was down Mm -hmm. he kicked him while he was down and he said I got him Mm -hmm. um it's pretty chilling I got him after killing him yes um after he was down he is it's in the audio or the I read I read something from the DA like uh I don't know if it was like a um post hearing interview with the DA or just like some quotes from the hearing but um I I got him so second degree murder we understand like the degrees of murder right first degree means it was intentional mm-hmm. second uh third degree means is basically manslaughter. It wasn't intentional. I, I, I'm saying that because, like, when you say I got him, is there some intent behind that? 
I got, I don't know the context. Like I don't know at what point. At you know what I in, mean. In in court, I kind of feel like that could go either way because it's like I got him of like I subdued him. Absolutely, yeah. That's yeah. True. So that's it's true, like I apprehended him or something mm-hmm. like that. Okay. So that could kind of go either way in court. To us, it's like you already killed me or mm-hmm. you already shot me. What are we even saying that for? Like, well, I misspoke. First degree is premeditated. Second degree is intentional but not premeditated. So that that fits the crime. Unless mm-hmm. they can prove that they had previous run-ins. Like in the case of George Floyd and um, uh, his first name Michael Chauvin or whatever his name is. It was, there were, they worked together prior to. Really? Oh, you didn't hear that? No. Um. Yeah, so it came out that the cop that murdered George Floyd that actually put his actually physically murdered him worked at a nightclub where George Floyd also worked and I, I don't know if it was the nightclub owner or someone else that worked at the nightclub spoke and said that they had butted heads in the past so that's wow. when the idea of now was this premeditated that hell yeah I mean, you have to see the problem is though when you indict someone on on first degree murder you have to prove the person planned it uh, okay. If you can't prove that, so like the burden of proof is always on the the prosecution side. So the you know the 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 DA or turn left. The, just, sorry, <laughs> It's always on the prosecution. They have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt, literally, that the person committed the murder. So in a case of premeditated, you have to prove he pre- he was premeditated. If you can't prove he planned it, he that person could unless he was get following up. him uh, all day and yeah. all that like it would it But I said that to much. say a lot of people were, you know, calling for first de- first degree murder off the rip. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I understand because it comes with a harsher sentence typically. I understand why you're calling for it, but understand that there's a lot more to prove. Versus mm-hmm. second degree murder, and if you can't, it's not. It's it's never the defendant or the defense attorney's job to prove the person's innocence. It's not. It's just to create doubt. Mm-hmm. So, like, if they're able to create any a little bit of doubt that he didn't plan it, he could get off. Mm. You can end up with a what, what's the opposite of unanimous? Whatever. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know I don't know. Yeah. Uh, um, Split. I guess. Speaking of the George Floyd uh, murder. Um, Dave Chappelle recently had a stand up. I don't know if it was called eight minutes or forty six seconds. I think it is. Okay, all right. That's um twenty twenty eight minutes, twenty nine minutes. Mm-hmm. Um it's not your typical stand up. It was a reality check. A reality mm-hmm. check that showed the coincidence in all our lives. Eight minutes and forty six seconds. Uh eight minutes and forty six seconds, that was when Oh, it was no, no, no. What was it? That's what, he was born at eight. It? Yeah, for Dave Chappelle, he was born at eight minutes. And he was born at eight forty-six in the morning. A.M. A.M. Um, he also speaks about Kobe's numbers being his birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave Chappelle's birthday. What, what else was it? Um, there was one more correlation. Um, his grandfather. Oh, we spoke about his great. Oh, great grandfather. Great or great grandfather. Yeah. Being um, one of the blacks that were invited to the White House. Yes. Yeah. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed the. You know what it was? It was a reality check. But what it what I, what I also saw it as, it was 
uh, the thoughts and opinions of another black man. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I saw, so we watched it, and then a few days later, I saw a black woman tweeting about the special and saying how not once did Dave Chappelle mention any of the black women that have been murdered unjustly by cops. I think that's literally meets. I mean, I think that's literally all lives matter mentality. Mm-hmm. You watched that doc. You watched that special for twenty eight minutes, and your first thought was to point out how who he didn't mention. Just because he didn't mention them doesn't mean no one else is not mentioning them. Mm-hmm. He spoke from his perspective. Why is that a problem? Nowhere in the special did he say the black women that were murdered by cops don't matter. Mm-hmm. People speak about what they relate to, if mm-hmm. we're being real. It's no different than a rapper, a Kendrick Lamar or a J. Cole, rapping about police brutality and not ad- not addressing all aspects of police brutality. Mm-hmm. Or, you know what I mean? They're only, like, that. that's not, it really only created, it, it's, she's entitled, that woman is entitled to her opinion but if you couldn't understand that this this was simply just like a black man having a reality check for himself of how real it was to watch that video, mm-hmm. did you really get anything from it? No, you went in there with the expectation of what he needs to talk about. Right. Yeah. Nobody, nobody has to talk about not black people, and I'm talking about black people specifically, have to talk about anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pick your cause and support it mm-hmm. everybody else should just mind their damn business that was another thing that he touched on about how Don Lynn, um basically was like where's Dave Chappelle mm-hmm. even the same thing with the J. Cole and the No Name mm-hmm. it's, it's like but it's for me watching this special you were there I, we, we were talking and it hit me a lot harder because I understood it I understood it a lot better coming from someone like that in a sense of knowing that this could have this could have been me. It could have been mm-hmm. anybody and then a correlation of how life and death work mm-hmm. and how things in our li- lives can actually mirror anybody else's life or death. Mm-hmm. And I cried. I cried because it's like thinking about how fucked up the world is and how at any time I can be in a situation of just being the minority and somebody willing to attack me just because I'm black Mm -hmm. or they assume that I'm doing something wrong. But I just feel like we look at celebrities as a God and Mm -hmm. we worship them that in trying times, those are one of the first people that we look at. Mm-hmm. Like, why aren't you out here with me? Like, they don't have to be. Like, they, they might be going through the same trauma. They probably are going through the same trauma as us. They're processing us, all this stuff in real time, just like us. So their emotions are going to be mm-hmm. not, they're not going to always be the same as mine. Mm-hmm. Some some people's first notion is to get out and process. Some people's first notion is to process the situation and plan Mm -hmm. of what they want to do to help the community and i don't think people really understand that and the thing i don't mean to jump subjects but the j cole song to me i don't feel like he said anything wrong he openly admitted that i don't know everything Mm -hmm. and 
I think this is like an education moment. moment instead of you talking down. Or, you know how I equate something like this? Being at a family family function, mm-hmm. a cookout, in spades. And somebody saying, yo, you want to get on a spades table? No, nah, I don't know how to play. You don't know how to play? You would torment me. Yeah. And say, you don't know how to play spades. How you don't know how to play spades instead of teaching me? Mm-hmm. Now, I get it. Black community, mm-hmm. whatever. That's we don't. I don't have time. You got to learn. But that's the same mentality. It is. That's the same exact mentality. You Instead of instead of badgering me about what I don't know and, and how I should know this and stuff like that. No. Take the opportunity to, to teach me or help me to mm-hmm. understand. Break it down to me. You don't got the time, fine, boom. But don't chastise me just because I don't know how to do it. And I seen Chance the Rapper. It's not the black woman's it's not the black woman's job to to teach us. Like, I mean, yes and no. Because mm-hmm. it, it stands past a black woman to, it's all of us. Mm-hmm. In order for all of us to be on the same page, we have to help people. No different than if we all jumping over a fence and somebody can't get over the fence. Somebody got to go back and help that person. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's the thing that really bothers me. And I really... Chance the Rapper really a bitch. And he just really be... Pan, he be pandering. Like, he a wholehearted bitch. So then it's just like oh, one God. of them things that's like... Nigga, fuck. I don't give a fuck. He a bitch. Like, because it's like, yo, every time it's a situation... You're mad because he made a. You mad because J Cole made a song that you feel he shouldn't have made, and he should have had a conversation with the girl outside of the outside of the 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 bigger audience, which in why? turn uh, because it's fucking. She addressed shit. him on social media. Exactly. So why not? And the thing that bothered me about that is. Well, she didn't say his name. We all know who the fuck she was talking about. Any conscious rapper that she's talking about, in which it's him. I don't want to hear him. that. It, yeah. it it includes him. It includes Kendrick Lamar. It includes anybody that wasn't out there at the march that you could not see. see. You feel me? Like, that's the shit that bothered me. So they hide in a corner when it comes to a situation like that. It's like, oh, she didn't say his name. You know who the fuck she was talking about. Mm-hmm. In the same way that he, 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 uh... What's the word I'm looking for? He um scold uh J. Cole about how he shouldn't have did it. He jumped on Twitter and did the same thing and did that instead of contacting him. Exactly. <laughs> All these right, I don't give a fuck who you are. You sell records, you have a line to someone that you have an issue with. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear that shit. I find it impossible that Pusha T and Drake don't have a mutual person in mm-hmm. common. It's Trey Song. Mm-hmm. It's somebody. Mm-hmm. It's anybody, bro. Like that. It's Wale. It's, it's, that both of them it's somebody. With. It's Jay Z. It's mm-hmm. Kanye. It's mm-hmm. it's somebody like that. I don't want to hear that you don't have a line to these other artists or anybody that's a, like, bro. You go to so a DM them on Twitter. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> they are gonna see the verification yeah. uh, check and see that. Oh well, you know. Well, oh, I could probably open this because it's it looks like somebody important. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, the perception of it. Yeah, but. I don't think he said anything wrong, and her response was, "It just sound like what? What do people, young people say? It just sound like a clout war, a clout chasing war. Mm-hmm. It's just like she's a rapper too. Yeah, she I'm is. Mm-hmm. Which, and be honest, I didn't. I didn't know that, but I, I didn't hear her until then. But I, I've, I might have seen her name on Chance the Rapper's uh, albums. So, and I believe she's from Chicago. She is. So I understand you defending your Chicago, but 
you two wrongs don't make a right mm-hmm. in that particular situation. I stand with Cole. Mm-hmm. I I feel like he he layered that correctly. No different than he did letting Nas down. Mm-hmm. The same the same way. The same shit he did with False Prophets with Wale and Kanye. It's just like I'm I'm showing the disappointment that I have in this situation, and I feel like you could direct your energy in a different a different path. Mm-hmm. And actually educate people. That was another thing that pissed people tone. off. When the word tone. Like, the, just the word tone. Like, it's like, he called me a bitch. No, he didn't. He, he silenced me. No, he no he didn't. He made a suggestion. Mm-hmm. I feel like that this, it's just no different than a parent yelling at your child. You could yell at your child all the time, but if you talk to him calm, the, the shit might actually. Change the tone. Yes. If you change the tone and how you project certain things. You get a different response mm-hmm. almost all the time. Mm-hmm. Almost all the time. Plenty of times I didn't yell at Corey and I just and it the room don't get clean. The room don't get clean, or you don't get you don't you don't do what I told you to do. Mm-hmm. But if you do it in the approach that they understand and they're not fearful, exactly, there won't be an issue. Exactly, it's not criticizing. I think that was those were really good points you made. <laughs> Chance is a bitch, bro. I think, and um, I fuck with him too. And then, yo, Lord forgive me, Lord forgive me. And you know, we all God's children. I know he do what he do, but he be pandering, bro. I think. Am I using the word right, pandering? Uh, it's kind of like appealing. No, I'm saying, am I saying it right? I'm saying. Are you saying it right? Yeah. Oh, bad, 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 bad. All right, bad, bad. My bad. Um, I, I, I agree. I think that. So we started off. We started this conversation with the with the Chappelle thing. I think um, too too often, like you said, people think celebrities are gods. Celebrities are human who happen to be known by more people. So like you have you have let's say you have ten friends. A celebrity has you know a shit ton of friends or a shit ton of associates. Like celebrities are literally. Everyday people, mm-hmm. right? With more money and whatever. Um, the fact that people, some people, are not satisfied with other people and a lot of times celebrities' actions until they post about it. Mm-hmm. Like J. Cole was protesting before this song dropped. Yes. J. Cole was protesting in a manner where he was trying to disguise himself so that it wasn't looking as if. And this isn't the first time. Oh, every time. This is this every is literally time. how how him and people like Kendrick. This is how they operate. They move and merge with the crowds so that it's not so that so that the 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 focus isn't them. The focus yes. is the subject at hand. Yes, the sincerity of what they're doing. Oh, I feel good now. <laughs> the sincerity of what they're doing bad. is what's being focused on, not their celebrity. Their mm-hmm. celebrity does not fucking matter because. Easily, it could be them mm-hmm. because they're black. Mm-hmm. They're black first before mm-hmm. they're celeb, before they're anything else. Number one. So I said this, I think, on Twitter the other day, where I don't have to tweet about the shit that I'm doing to support the cause to prove it to anybody. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm doing. I'm not a fan of of talking about. I'll retweet information and share information. But but who I donated to and what protest I attended is nobody's fucking business. Yo, because yo, <laughs> like think about nobody's this. business, but the somebody's business. Yo, the shit that's funny to me is 
Somebody records you doing a charity, mm -hmm. you, you you get back. I, I'm stuttering. <laughs> somebody records you. <laughs> but somebody records you doing charity work. Now I get chastised because I'm recording it. Mm -hmm. I don't record it. Mm -hmm. Now it's like, oh, that shit didn't so even happen. Lose. So it's like, it doesn't Why? fucking matter who you but are, that's bro. Media age. Yes. It's like you had nothing, nothing is validated unless it's, unless you have visual proof yes um, and but here the, the problem is the people who want the validation don't fucking matter yeah <laughs> and yo <laughs> that's you know i'm, I'm trying to tell I'm you not, not in a disrespectful way but the fact that i didn't tweet that i donated to the bail funds i don't give a fuck who's if somebody was to hit me like how did you support if you ask me i'll tell you mm -hmm. but i don't feel the need to share that with everybody it number one then <laughs> but on the flip side with that with that to say that i didn't see dave Chappelle speak out on it you're calling for action not words mm -hmm. right if that's your message to all these big corporations why wouldn't that also be your message to celebrities i don't want to see a celebrity just tweet blm or i don't want to see a celebrity tweet hashtag Ahmad Arbery. I don't want like I want to see more action. Mm -hmm. I can't win if I don't if I don't speak. I don't win if all I do is speak. Mm -hmm. I don't win. Mm -hmm. So I'm just gonna do everything I need to do to support. And it's, it's sad that they have to do in a secrecy, and it's yeah. sad that people look at it as oh it's not genuine mm -hmm. if it's on film. Um, and that that's that's the shit that bothers me. Where people where people are like. Assuming these people aren't don't assume shit. <laughs> Shut up. Don't assume celebrities aren't doing anything just because you didn't read about it in a fucking headline. Mm -hmm. Case in point, Jay-Z and Beyonce. Mm -hmm. When do they ever broadcast their their donations? Not not even not I'm I'm going financial now. But their donations to secretly bailing out people in Baltimore. Yes, protesters mm -hmm. who were scooped up. Who who leaked that shit? The news, the social social media. They didn't leak that shit. To, well, I'm, I'm, again, let me not assume. But you didn't see them directly tweeting and posting on Instagram. We just bailed out yeah. Baltimore protesters. You know what I mean? So it's like, why is it that when people like Jay Z and Beyonce, when it when it's discovered that they did something to support a cause. Oh my gosh! See, this is why I love them. Mm -hmm. But when somebody like J. Cole or Kendrick Lamar are protesting, and there have been pictures of them protesting recently. Mm -hmm. Um, pr prior to the pictures going viral, it was what are they doing? Yeah, like these niggas have been talking about this forever. Yeah, but you, but had you listened to their music and, and that, not made an assumption about what type of person they are based on somebody else's opinion or based on the shit you had? How do you make an opinion? Based on something you haven't seen yet. Yeah. How how the fuck do you question somebody that always talks about this shit? They don't listen. You some of these rappers aren't built for this kind of situation. It's yes. it's just it's They're a reality. Human. Yes. They're human. And the fact that and so to say, like, I'm gonna go back to Dave Chappelle didn't speak on it. Why he's a human being, bro. He's no fucking different than me or you. Yeah. Why can't he take this? I don't think people understand these niggas got lives, bro. How <laughs> how heavy this is on any black person's mental health right now. Mm -hmm. Like to the point where you see people saying, I have to unplug because it's too much to handle. I'm not saying 
that I'm going to ignore what's going on in the world. I'm not saying that I don't support what y'all are doing. I'm saying right now my mental health is at stake mm -hmm. because it's 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 too much to process. It's too many tragedies that are happening back to back for me to fully grasp, you know, that we're in a fucking war. Yeah. With 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 specifically police and those who those police, the police who support police brutality. Mm -hmm. And when I say support, I mean not even just the ones that are actually committing police brutality but the ones who watch it and don't yeah, say anything exactly i the thing that's crazy to me is it's like if you don't unplug you're now at a handicap to to the cause because you're not fully there because you're you're bad we're all battling the same battle but if i'm consumed of what the fuck is going on and how crazy and it's every day i get on social media i see another person I'm watching another person getting killed on on film. And that's another thing that growing up, I don't remember the news fully showing murder on the on the telecast. Did like, the new, OK, well, let me ask you this. Did the news stations because I don't really watch the news now. I mean, at, at this point, you can get anything off the Internet. Yeah. Did the news stations show the full video? They showed the full. The what I seen this morning of Rashad Brooks, mm -hmm. I seen the full thing. I watched the the, okay. the gun be shot, uh, the gun being shot, mm -hmm. and him falling mm -hmm. one time in the clip. Mm -hmm. Then when they talked about it again, they showed it clip. They they clip. They stopped. Mm -hmm. But I don't remember growing up and seeing shit like that. I, it's just it's amazing I, that y'all don't even have the fucking decency to see it and edit at least the last part of it. Of at the least actual, the last part. I think that's because of social media in that time stuff. Right. But when we were growing, and so when we were growing up. When we were kids, Twitter and Instagram didn't Yeah, exist, yeah. Right? And so the only footage you had was controlled by the officers that were there mm -hmm. and what they decided to pass on to the news news mm -hmm. outlets. Remember that. Mm -hmm. Now, God forbid this ever happens to me, but I could walk outside, see a black man or woman being killed by police, and now I'm controlling mm -hmm. The, the amount of footage. And I have it. I can pass it on to whoever fuck I want. I can post it myself. And now the world has access to it. So back then, they were able to control the distribution of... They had more 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 power over the distribution of it. Whereas if, um, you know, if I recorded and put it out, it's already out there. I, now, I get it to a certain extent. They, they, they edit it a little bit. Yeah. But I guess it's... This what will be... Yeah. It's reality. Mm -hmm. to, and what will be the point of that? Yeah. Right? I mean, they show... They show... that I remember seeing um, the, quote, war on terror after 9-11, the war for oil. I remember seeing <laughs> videos of explosions, you know, in Afghanistan on the news mm -hmm. regularly. You didn't see... I mean, you didn't see actual bodies. Mm -hmm. But you, that shit's so traumatic still. Yeah. yeah. It is. So I think that's why. That is because information can be literally created and passed along by anybody with a phone. Mm -hmm. Now. You're right. Yeah. Uh, well. Yeah. That was heavy. <laughs> but I, I mean, I think it's this is a lot of shit. Everybody's entitled to opinion. So some people think, some people really feel like they're not satisfied until someone else um, broadcasts what they're doing to support. Yeah. And with that... I, I just say, I hope you're keeping it. I hope you're matching that energy. Yeah. I hope that you're donating and that you're 
whatever your form of support is because it's not always protesting and it's not always donating not everybody can donate especially mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. where the people who pierce so many yeah in a pandemic people who are not working mm-hmm. so I, I just hope you are supporting whatever cause you feel like you need to support right now whatever relates to you um before criticizing anybody else and just make sure that when you criticize you know for a fact that they haven't done anything mm-hmm. yeah um, switching up a little bit before we get out of here. I, I didn't realize the episode would be this long. This is pretty good. But um, Beethoven was black. Uh, Twitter found out. Okay, uh, so has that been officially confirmed? Yo, look. It's pictures on this motherfucker. Lord, forgive me. No, be good. I'm sorry. But it's pictures of it. And they were just talking about how he was of African descent. I guess it, it at this point, it's kind of like Jesus was black. Kind of However, black. that's a... Okay, okay right. I know how they described his hair. No, and... no, no. Okay, go ahead, my sister. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Let me get on my on Dr. It. Umar pedestal. Go ahead. Yeah, right. yeah. Go ahead. It's like go ADHD, ahead. African disease. <laughs> <laughs> Let me say, Dr. Umar, the, con- the message, I always say the delivery is really the biggest thing in any message you're giving. Not even all, like the delivery, the tone, the word choice. The message alone comes a little later. His delivery just be fucking wild. But his message, I'd be like, it makes sense, but I really wish you didn't use those words. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But anyways, what I was going to say is... We listened to Dr. Umar the whole time we going to my sister's house. <laughs> just finding clips. It got to be like a YouTube thing on. I'm asking, has it been confirmed? Because we're all of it. White people are of African descent, if you think about it. If you think about the, ori- the origin of... Of humans came yes. from one African the, woman. The original man. Woman. What? Woman. <laughs> uh, yeah, woman. Pack down, nigga. My bad. My but anyway, sorry about that. That I asked if it was confirmed in the sense of the, where the black where, man's the original man. Where where was he from? Is what I'm trying. I don't to know. Confirm. You gotta Google that. I'm just yeah. saying. And that's why I said I didn't know if it was confirmed because I didn't see where they, they Listen, placed where he's from. Low key. The the <laughs> shit that he it. be dropping that he dropped. <laughs> You feel me? Bro. Trap music. It's not. But, um. Classical trap music. Beethoven. They put Bobby Schmurder up on the, uh, Beethoven. I saw Beethoven. Bobby Schmurder. I saw niggas nae nae into Beethoven. But you know what? It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't surprise me for more than one reason. First, because there are probably so many more historical figures that we've heard of Mm -hmm. that they have painted white. Who are really black, or maybe you know had uh, I guess a mix, what they consider a mixed race, mm-hmm. but they whitewash it because of the contributions. Because it was the contributions were so significant, they mm-hmm. take the credit for it. Yeah, um, go to yeah. Um, no, I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say I wouldn't be surprised for that reason, but also because black people created everything. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of we that, we created everything. <laughs> black people created hockey in 1895 and. Halifax, Nova Scotia, colored. It's like attached to Canada. I know what Nova Scotia is. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, yeah. I guess that was a city in Nova Scotia. Anyway, uh, colored hockey league. Bruh, think about how many black people are currently in hockey. You probably don't know because I don't fucking know. But it ain't that many black people in hockey. It's predominantly a white sport. And to think that we were the ones that started it. We, like you said, we created everything. everything. Music, the blueprint. fashion, we are the blueprint. Yeah, that, that's 
What it's really amazing. The you can it's see amazing. that. In, they just hijack everything. Yeah. And they try to, and nowadays they don't even put much effort into trying to rebrand it and yeah. to make it seem not stolen. Like people will literally take. I remember a couple years ago, um, I, I want to say it was Kim Kardashian or something had like braids in. Oh, the black girl from New Orleans. Oh no, from Florida. It was like these. But the black girl had bra- no, no box braids. Oh, box braids. And oh, okay. they box braids. Yeah. And one of these little. Boutique camp companies who like you know still black based designs anyway fashions anyway they labeled them as um oh oh boxer braids boxer braids boxer braids boxer braids and <laughs> you know black women were up in arms like what the fuck is a boxer braid number one number two just call just give us the credit for what they are the problem is you see something you like and you completely steal it. Mm-hmm. You don't give the credit from where it originated. Mm-hmm. If you do that, you may not get as much backlash. I mean, now with the current times, you probably gonna get backlash. Like a motherfucker. But if you didn't steal it and try to call it your own, maybe you wouldn't. You you wouldn't get all that smoke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I remember that, and and plenty of things after that where it's like, bitch, the the, the long nails with the rings. Mm-hmm. You know how like the little. What I see is like now these like teenage white influencers and young influencers wearing long, really long nails with like all these rings on their fingers. My aunties wore that shit when I was a kid. <laughs> That's not new. Don't don't don't. You can you can pay homage and you can like say that you're you want to revive that trend in a sense of like if it's died down and you want to honor that trend, but don't fucking say you invented the trend. You did it. You did not. Mm. Yeah, yeah, this is this is good. I'm sorry, guys. It's a little heavy. That's I'm getting back in the groove. I am. Life is coming at me fast as a motherfucker. So, uh, trying to get everything situated now. Shout out to Stacy. Shout out to Norm. Um, I'm gonna get with them next week. Uh, I appreciate that. I try to get them on the episode this week. I I realized I was doing the episode with you this week, so I. You know, I appreciate them so much for always being there and helping me out. Shout out to Aline. Um, Aline Podcast, the Laptop Chronicles. Sorry, I was looking at the time. Laptop Chronicles, the Porncast, and other things. <laughs> and I don't want to, I don't want to uh, box him in, but uh, he has. Aline <laughs> is such a historian that the podcast is way past. You know his. His porn cast nickname, but he's a very intelligent, intelligent guy that has helped me through a lot of things and educated me on the culture of not only the black community but hip hop. Um, uh, Stacy was recently out there the protest in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to her. I, I hope next week we can get to uh, really talk about that. <clears throat> Norm is. Norm is out here building uh, his own studio. Yes! So, shout out to Norm. Oh, I'm here for Norm that. Is doing, Norm's doing great. Don't forget, uh, the regular show is out right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't wait to get that vinyl to put on the wall mm-hmm. in the basement when I get that situated. I got ideas for that basement mm-hmm. whenever I get that done. Uh, shout out to... Uh, there you go. I'm sorry. Norm, have any shout outs? <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, shout out to you for having me. Shout out to the conversation. I feel like it was it was needed considering the times. Mm-hmm. That's really how we 
Our talk, regular, regular conversations, yeah. actually. Yeah. Um, shout out to all the black businesses that I know of. It's so it's too many to name, but all the black chefs, all the black fashion designers, all the black um, event planners, all the black real estate agents, um, all of the black nail techs and esthet- other estheticians that I know, the black hairstylists. Um, the black, I even know, um, he has a real estate development company. Shout out to him. He's young and black. Shout out to, (laughs) (laughs) shout out to all of the, just the black professionals out here really building a market for things that may not have had as much black presence and black professional presence in it. I really black, black techs. I got black accountant friends, black lawyer friends, black black doctor you got friends. Black lawyer friends? Yes, I do. That's I have all that. Okay, so like, wow. get you some black, friends. get you some black professional friends with connections I I and got their own friends. shit. Shout I got black friends. podcasting friends. Yes, shout a out black to podcasting boyfriend. Yeah. Black, yeah. Shout out to him too. <laughs> shout out. Yeah. So shout out to uh, shout out to Pre and it's predestined the podcast. Shout, if I go down that list, it's gonna really be a lot. But just I ain't gotta edit the rest of this, so you can keep on if you want to shout them out. <laughs> at least we know. It's really gonna be you know. a lot. Okay. All right. Never mind. But just, shout out to all of them. Just contact me if you need a black you know, run business in any of those fields that I just named because I know someone in all of them. I got mm-hmm. you. I got some options for you. Right. So, yeah, that's that. those are my shout-outs. And shout-out to happy, the fathers, early happy Father's Day, tomorrow's Father's Day. It is. And, yeah. Shout-out to Father's Day, man. Shout-out to baby Corey. Um, shout-out to baby Corey. Shout-out shout to her mom. Uh, yeah, because, you know, that's the only way I could become a dad. Uh, so... <laughs> I mean, shout out to baby Corey, man. She's a phenomenal young woman, man. And I just, I'm I'm always proud of her. Mm-hmm. She's, god damn. I was looking at pictures of Corey. I was like, damn, she big as shit now. Like, just a year, a year ago. Mm-hmm. Just even when we went to Minnesota, like, it's like, damn, you, you there now. In that year in time. Yeah, like, you know. Proud wow. of you, man. Not we be button hit. I know. Shout out to <laughs> Noam. Noam was like, uh, what did he say? He was like, um, he said, shout out to all the new fathers because this, this teenage shit is trash. <laughs> yeah. He was like, like, you know, and I was, I was like, I feel for you, man. Corey, you're almost dead. You know, it's, it's, it's a growing, growing time. So I, I expect to like, kind of like, you know, go through this tough time. But when she, when she need me, she's she's always gonna. I'm always gonna be there, you mm-hmm. know. So shout out to her, man. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing. Uh, but yeah, that's how I ended Baltimore County forever. I love y'all sincerely, and I'm going to get this completely right. I'm about to go into a meeting and have a conversation about what I need to do to make sure this brand becomes what it needs to become for me and everybody around me. Love.